This is the Sounders FC Postmatch Show. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Washington's Lottery. Play $5 hit five from Washington's Lottery and get a chance to sign a one-day contract with Sounders FC. The Sounders FC Postmatch Show starts now on your home for Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR. Well, it was a little nerve-wracking there in the last 30 minutes of this match, but Jordy DeLem in extra time, in added time, excuse me, put it away for the Sounders. Overlapping DeLem! DeLem! Of all people, it's Jordy DeLem! Puts this game out of reach! Jordy DeLem in stoppage time! 3-1, game over! 3-1, the Sounders get their first win of the MLS season. Welcome to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders. Sports Radio 950 KGR, Jackson Feltz up here in the booth beside former Sounder captain Danny Jackson and Seattle University head coach Pete Fewing. Pete, in the win column, 3-1. We'll talk about what happened in the second half, but right now, it's good to be in the win column. Last week, we said 1-3-1 one, one yeah. after the Kansas City right. game would look fantastic on the record. So, uh, yeah, it's great. They got the three points for sure. Terrific, uh, I think. Matt said it of all the people, Jordy DeLem. I can't imagine Brian Schmetz or Danny saying to uh, Jordy, hey, go get us a goal right. and let's put this one away. And I can't, uh, how often will we hear Dempsey to DeLem? <laughs> it's in the back of the net. But we will take it today for the Seattle Sounders. No, I think they kind of limped in. It didn't get locked down uh, in the second half as Brian would like. But from where they came with no wins yep. coming into this yep. game to get three goals, it's a good reboot and a good way for everybody to uh and their Sunday and the weekend, Danny. You'll certainly take an ugly win versus yes. an inspiring loss, right? You know, <laughs> well said. Uh, you know, and I look yeah. at this way. They staggered over the finish line. At the end of the day, three points is three points. The commentary now, will, you know, in the dressing room will be like, hey, listen, we've got three points. Could have played better. We need to work on a few things. Come Wednesday, everybody in the crowd will just remember three points. That's, That's right. winning that last goal from Dilem. You know, he came on the field to do a job, to kind of shut it down for the last few minutes. He, he stepped well. He won the ball in the middle of the field. He took it upon himself to kind of move forward and, as you said, Pete, get on the end of a Dempsey, uh, Dempsey pass to slot it in the bottom corner. But at the end of the day, like you said, a first win is a first win. doesn't matter how you get there. It's like a forward getting his first goal after being in a drought. Comes off the backside, comes off the shin. It doesn't matter. It's just a win. It's a goal. Whatever is required today, the job was done. It was a professional performance in terms of getting the result. But certainly things to work on. If you're just joining us, uh, Sounders FC take down Minnesota 3-1 today at a beautiful CenturyLink field. It's a gorgeous sunny day here in Seattle. Uh, goals by Gustav Svensson, Will Bruin, and Jordi DeLem. And that first half, this was a, it was a different first half, let's just say. The, the Sounders were on point possession. We saw the difference that Ozzy Alonso makes being in the lineup. And in the first half, they certainly looked strong, Pete, in that attack that got two goals for him in those 20-minute span. Talk about dictating play and creating two terrific yeah. goals uh, and, and a mixture of having a lot of players involved. I love seeing Ozzy spray the ball and just... You're right, Jackson. He comes on the field, and he's just a difference maker for that team. He settles yeah. everyone down, uh, and he's a great outlet for Chad Marshall Torres coming out of the back or for Stephen Fry with his distribution. He just calms everyone down. And let's be honest, he allowed Christian Roldan to go forward, and he got two assists. So that worked out very well. So that was a real good line that Brian put, put on the field at the beginning. And uh, fitness will be something that, Danny, they've got to get better at, but that yeah. will only come with time. And Brian mentioned, uh, you know, in, in past games, you know, they're going to look at the way that the team played before red card and then after red card. You know, certainly uh, before red card in a couple of instances, especially the Lear Dam, 
red card. They didn't play great, and then they played well with 10 men. Today, I think it's going to be a, a fact of how they played before the two goals and then how they played after the two goals. I think the last 10, 15 minutes of the first half, they just seemed to kind of take their foot off the pedal. They backed off. They allowed Minnesota to get more space in the middle of the field. It allowed them to break through and get guys like Quintero more of the ball. And certainly in the second half, we were expecting, as we mentioned at halftime, for Brian to go in there, shake them up a little bit, get them woken up, get back to playing the way they did in the first half, certainly the first 20, 25 minutes of the first half. It didn't quite happen. And there's a little bit of anxiety there. They were just hoping to get over the finish line, get that win, get three points on the board. That's kind of the way they played. And, you know, as you know, Peter's coach, now that's put to bed. Now they that's can right. move on. They can work through practice in, ready, in preparation for next week's game with a win versus a loss. Go ahead, Pete. Well, here's the deal. They, they'll look at a little bit of the video just to do a couple of things, but I, to, to sort out a few errors but then they will also check out the video and make sure that they see the positives absolutely Look what we're 100%. creating so there's got to be that feel good training yesterday you can tell it was a team that hadn't quite uh hadn't got a win yet and now they've got that so now that now it now it's a rematch with lafc a team that honestly seattle put out a weaker lineup because of Concacaf. so now it's looking forward and there's a week off that's the nice thing as well i agree and i think the fact they don't have to answer questions about that lack of wins so far in the win column you know brian's been asked that, i'm sure during the week the players get asked that so the fact they can put that away and they can yeah. get that win on the board but you know and the reality is you play against a really high quality high caliber offensive team today in the way they played in the second half that's the things that brian will try to to your point try to tweak and kind of touch up and make sure they kind of button up in preparation for la lafc because yes they give up some goals but that team scores a lot of goals and you got to be sharp you got to be tight in their home opener next week it's going to be an exciting week for this squad getting ready for that game because beautiful stadium, good team. It's going to be a great challenge for them. Vale is such a dangerous player. We'll talk about LAFC in our last segment here on the postgame show. One more quick point I want to hit before we hear from Brian Schmetzer in our next segment at his postgame press conference. Uh, Danny, you talked about in the pregame show about how Schmetzer could possibly do something different, like you know, throw out a diamond like we saw in the preseason, shift to a different formation. After Dempsey comes on and they, they it does it, did feel like they shifted a little bit, whether it was a diamond or a 4-4-2, kind of saw kind of a, a, a shifting formation as, as time met on. I don't know what you saw in there, but what do we see after Dempsey came on uh, in, in terms of the formation? Well, we were talking it, you know, Pete, we were talking to Alan Hinton about it, and, you know, in some ways you have to let Dempsey have that little bit of freedom to come on and, and be that player that he is, get the ball in those um, dangerous areas of the field, able to turn on the half turn and get forward and get shots on goal and create chances like he did for Delem, but yeah, it, it, it's a conundrum sometimes, you know, when you have a play like that is you've got to accommodate the, the positives that he brings and then make sure you're solidified behind him. And, you know, when you've got players like Roldan who can slide back in that position, I mean, he's a great asset to have. We talked about it in uh, in the post in the pregame. We talked about, you know, what does this team need? What does this team need to get going? And whether it's a formation shift, you know, bringing Ozzy Alonso into the team to solidify and have that presence in the field. And then we saw Roldan, his, his movement, his his dynamic play in the offensive half of the field, getting in behind the back four, turning the back four, which is something this team hasn't been able to do with Jordan Morris being out of the team. That allowed the team to play a little bit more dynamic. You can see that from the cross that he put in for Bruin. So I think those two players playing in slight different positions help this squad, and certainly getting uh, goals on the board helps as well. Two things I saw. One, I saw hustle, yeah. running balls down, yeah. putting in the effort, tracking back a little sure. bit more defensively, and two, I saw a guy who had an opportunity to lay a ball to Jordy Delem, who was the right choice, but is a defender by nature, as opposed to taking it himself, and he did the right thing. 
and that separation, that third yeah. goal, was a big relief. So what that says is uh, hungry to get back on the field. He got 30 minutes, which is what Brian and Clint had hoped for, and he also produced. Well, and, and you made the comments about Brian Schmetz's decision-making to leave him on the bench, bring him on. I think you saw an energized Clint yes. Dempsey. I think there was certainly a level of frustration, I'm sure, with him. Not just being on the bench today, but the decision the MLS pulled down, you know, a day or so before the last game where they suspended him for another game. So, yeah, kudos to Brian Schmetzer to make sure that he was communicating to a player like Dempsey. And he came on the field and did a job. That's Danny Jackson. You also heard Pete Fewing. My name is Jackson Feltz. You're listening to the Sounders FC postgame show. Seattle gets their first MLS win of the season, a 3-1 to victory today over Minnesota at beautiful CenturyLink Field. Our, our next segment here on the postgame show, we'll head down to the bowels of CenturyLink and hear from head coach Brian Smith. That's coming up next on the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. This is Jordan Wilkerson in the King 5 Weather Center. Happy Sunday. We've actually got a beautiful day on tap for you. Temperatures are going to be near 60. There's nothing being fed to us. There's nothing? Nothing. You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR. There is no audio being fed to us. Welcome back to the Sounders FC postgame show on Sports Radio 950 KGR, your new home for Sounders FC. Brian Schmetzer, Schmetzer is speaking now at the postgame press conference. We're trying to get audio for that, so we'll send it down to CenturyLink Field when we have that. Uh, but Jackson Feltz back up here in the booth alongside former Sounder captain Danny Jackson, as well as Seattle University head coach Pete Fewing. Uh, guys, guesses for what Brian Schmetzer is saying right now in the postgame press conference? Well, I think he's going to be pleased, as we mentioned. I mean, hey, three points is three points. This stage of the season, they need to get it kick-started. It didn't matter how you got the win. A win's a win, and we kind of move on now in preparation for next week's game on the back of three points. But, you know, four points out of the last two games, you know, KC is a difficult place to play. We could have, should have potentially got three points in that game, albeit, you know, a couple of better decisions from a certain number of our players. And... You know, today was a performance where they got two goals on the board. They kind of backed off. You could feel a little bit of the anxiety kind of breeding through the team. Just try to get over that finish line, get to the end of the game with a win and three points on the board. But at the end of the day, Brian now can tweak some things in preparation for LAFC. We've seen them once. They've played well throughout the course of the year. They'll be excited to be at home after being, I think, six or seven games on the road now. It's always a tough thing to be a new franchise, a new stadium. You have to play on the road a lot in the first couple of months but they'll be back they're playing in a beautiful stadium and uh you know it'll be an energizing experience for the sounders for sure pete yeah i think i think he'll look at the positives and i think he'll say there's things that seattle can work on uh it happened at kansas city uh, and it happened today not quite closing out the way the sounders traditionally yeah. have been able to do that so he'll talk about that i'm sure he'll say he's pleased with alex rolled on coming in and getting uh, another start and doing a good job with that, pleased to have Ozzy back on the field. Chad Marshall, he's going to say he's a warrior. Stephen Fry came up big a lot today with some balls that were tricky because uh, they were in tight. They had to be reactionary saves. So I'm sure he's going to give kudos all the way around. He's going to say there's things that uh, they have to work on. And, yes, you're, you make a great point. Going to L.A. FC, I tried to get some tickets for a buddy down there. There are no tickets available for that home opener for LAFC, so uh, they've got to put their minds right for that one now. I mean, one of the things that's been mentioned during the week, uh, during practice, when you listen to some of the players speak after practice and after training is, you know, this competition now is increased yes. in practice, right? You, you, 
know, you you know, if you can have a full, you know, kind of array of talent on the practice field, it pushes everybody to get a little bit better, to work a little bit harder, because they're fighting for minutes. And uh, certainly, when you've got a, a a squad of 16 to 20 guys who really could all play decent minutes on the field, now all of a sudden you have Rodriguez. You look at the bench today. I mean, there's not many times you can look at a bench. We, Pete, we've been standing up here for for a couple of years now, at least, and we've looked down at that bench and thought, mm, if this team goes a goal down, what do we do? Right. What are we going to get from yeah. that bench? There wasn't much there, but now you you, know, you got Icom that comes on. Rodriguez didn't come on, but he's in the 18-man squad after being out so far. This and he'll year. be energized yeah, when he gets and his opportunity. Dempsey, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you know, and Alex Roldan's getting some minutes under his belt. So he's going to be an asset coming off the off the bench in the future as well. Apologies to our listeners. Uh, I'm hearing that we have some technical difficulties, so we will not be able to hear Brian Spencer. He is posting. smiling during the press conference. He is smiling. And that's a good sign. That's something that after after Kansas City where they had the 2-1 to one lead and they, they lost it, and today they held on to the 2-1 to one lead. He said he wasn't happy, so this time they hold on to a 2-1 lead and they score an extra third goal. So I uh, have to think that he's a little bit happier that if you want to watch his post-game press conference, that'll be up later today on SoundersFC.com to watch that. Uh, one, uh, Pete, you know, before uh, this is this really should be talked about. Before the match, you talked about how you were able to to step aside from from training yesterday and talk to Brian Schmetzer about the decision to to start Clint Dempsey on the bench. Uh, and I think that's a big question that came up on social media when I put out the lineups. Everybody's like, Dempsey on the bench? What's going on here? You had that private conversation with Schmetzer yesterday. What did you say about the Dempsey reasoning? Well, here's the deal. He's a terrific man manager. Uh, we know that. Uh, Adrian Hanauer, the owner, has said that publicly as well. And this is an example of Brian being a terrific man manager. He, the reasons he gave, and they make perfect sense to me, one, it's been 35 days since Clint's log game time of any significance. Yeah. Secondly, in, the, in that the time, the 35 days, 17 have been training, 18 have not. So feathering it feathering him back into the lineup. The only way you get match fit, we all know this, is to play matches. But to go and put a guy out there and start him is not always the best way to get a match fit. It's sometimes to bring him on. He also wanted to bring Clint on, and it worked because he got a nice assist, is to bring him on when the game, the legs were a bit tired of both teams, and he could be a spark for that one as well. And then lastly, he said, hey, Clint, look at what you've done in your MLS career. You score more goals near the end of your MLS in the end of the uh, season rather than the beginning of the season. So all those things, and, and you have to have buy-in, especially from your DPs, your superstars, and he got Clint's buy-in on that, and all's right in the ship because Clint, again, passed the ball to Jordan Delem yeah. and it went to the back of the net, and when he got on the field, he worked hard. Your point about uh, Rodriguez coming in, yeah. you're going to see a spark with him because, hey, uh, he wants to have his impact on the team. It's interesting now. With the, with the quality of players that they can choose from. Coaches have a little bit more of the upper hand. Players are required to push to get themselves back in that lineup. And the, the 11 that started today, they want to stay on that field. You know, and I think, Brian, the, the interesting conundrum he's going to have is is in that central midfield area. You've got two. Ozzy and Svensson played there today and played very well. Svensson, right. great goal. Ozzy yep. dictated play, certainly in the first 20, 25 minutes, and was always there and present throughout the game until he came off. But... You know, when you slide a roll down up the field, that he's another player that brings something a little bit different, though, in that offensive third. I mean, uh, you look at Rodriguez, similar type of player to Ladero, who's a similar type of player to Dempsey. I mean, that's the one thing about this team playing 4-2-3-1. The width has to come from the outside backs, but you need also a player to go past a Bruin. 
get past him. Flick-ons, third man running, blindside running, late runs into the box. And we saw that with Roldan. And uh, I think he brings a little bit of a different dynamic, something this team needs, that you can't be predictable in these games. I mean, look at the MLS now. I mean, the results this weekend, Toronto losing 5-1, um, Vancouver losing 6-0, I think. So I mean, a lot of goals are out there. There's a lot of offensive-minded, a lot of firepower out there, a lot of goals to be scored. And the Sounds have to create that balance of creating good offense further up the field and making sure they have a solid foundation, which they have with the back four in the field and the two defensive mids they have today. All right, guys, what do you say? It's time for tonight's Alcatel play of the match. It was the 23rd minute, and Gustav Svensson hit a rocket for the first goal of the game. Svensson, 28 yards out! Oh, Gustav Svensson! Upper corner, Svensson nails it! There's the first goal at home! 1-0 in the 23rd! Today's play of the match is presented by Alcatel, the official smartphone partner of Seattle Sounders FC. I talked about this uh, at halftime. Bring it back up again. Your player to watch, Pete, Christian Roldan, two assists today. And as, as Danny was just saying, really, really good in that 10 roll. Question for you is, is something that I talked with, uh, with Alan Hinton up in the press box uh, right before the second half started, was the future of Christian Roldan and where we see his progression going forward. We see how good he is when he, when he works back, but also going forward, he is so versatile. What do you see for his future? Well, I, if Seattle can keep him here, I think, yeah, that's he's, point. <laughs> I think he comes in and because, becomes one of the, uh, he has already become one of the key cornerstone players in this team. His versatility, whether it's the defensive uh, center midfielder or whether it's the attacking center midfielder or whether it's a right back, he can handle from the bench a new assignment mid-game because of an injury yep. or situation like that. So uh, I see him wearing the captain's band in three years, maybe. Yeah, I think he's he's just such a blue-collar, hard-working, talented player. I mean, it's fantastic. Today, he gets the opportunity. We need some help in the attack, right? You just got a goal, a great goal against Kansas City. By the way, we've had two goals from outside the box now. It's been a while since we've had goals from outside the box. Yep. Kansas City and then uh, today with Svensson. So his future is very, very bright for this team. He's a... He's the kind of guy that, that uh, he's, he's grounded. Uh, he's in our community. He loves this organization. Could he go and play in Europe? I think he could, and I think that's uh, something that could be explored at some point. His national team career is just beginning to blossom, so great days ahead for him, Danny. I think the question for him, um, you know, he's such an asset for this squad, for this club right now, on and off the field. For Brian Schmetz, like you said, he can play right back, central midfield defensively, offensive midfield, play on the right, play on the left. He can play in a variety of different positions. The question for him is where does he want to mold his game and where is yeah. he going to land at some point? Because I think what you want as a player is as much as being a utility player is good for a manager and good for a coach, for a player, sometimes you want to solidify yourself and say, hey, I'm a great number 10, I'm a great number 8, I'm a defensive midfield player like Ozzy. I mean, you can imagine Ozzy Alonso now playing in any other position apart from that spot. And great he's point. solidified yep. that. So I think for his development now, he needs some guidance from Brian. He needs some conversation to be had at the national team level of where is he going to land and how is he going to perfect his um, his his craft. game. His yep. craft, exactly. Yep. His craft. How is he going to perfect his craft? How is he going to kind of... A, be known as a certain type of player so he can be plugged in first guy on the team sheet in that position that's a question he's going to figure himself out and jordan morris would be a similar type of player you know is he get up in this 4-2-3-1 where does he land as a player because ideally i think he's a player 
where you play at two up front. He's one of the two, you know, but in a 4-2-3-1, when he comes back, probably the thoughts he had in the offseason were, am I going to play one of the three in the outside, and how am I going to kind of adapt my game? Or am I going to play the lone guy up front? So I think I think Christian's going to be in a similar position of trying to, as the years go along, what is he going to be and what type of play is he, does he want to be uh, moving forward? Manchester United, in their great years, had players who came through their academy system and blossomed, and they were brought along slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. I see a little bit of that now with Christian Roldan. He's been brought in. When Brian took over, uh, he, made Alex Ro he made Christian Roldan excuse me, a, a full-time starter. He removed the uh, doubt that he was going to get bit time here and there. Ziggy yep. put him in and, and brought him out. But Brian hung his hat on him, and he has certainly rewarded Brian for that. And I'll tell you what, as well, him playing in that central area. That, I mean, a lot of times if you're a young central defender, a coach will put you right back or left back. They'll just kind of take you out the firing line a little bit. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll kind of bed you in. They'll make you get more comfortable. You can get that playing right back or left back, and you don't have to bomb forward. That might not be your kind of uh, ammo. But, um, but certainly when you think about a player like him, he's been thrown in the mix right in the middle of the field where everything's happening, and he's flourished. At a time, by the way, when they're in a playoff run, it was do and die every single game. Exactly, and yeah. he's blossomed in that position. So, yes, he can get shifted in different positions, but yeah. Calling all young Sanders fans. The field, Receive the, the chance to meet a Sanders FC player, have fun, and enhance your game sure this year through Sanders. Middle of a commercial. Sanders take down Minnesota United 3-1 to one today here at a beautiful sunlit CenturyLink field. Seagulls flying in the 300 section, picking up some loose food right now is Jackson Feltz, Danny Jackson, and Pete Fing back here in the booth talking about this victory. Uh, we went to break, and, and in the break we're talking about the Budweiser man of the match and, and some in, some different takes here, so let's let's do, discuss it a little bit. Danny, I know your guy Gustav Svensson, what, as, just like a court? All right, lawyer, what's the reasoning for Gustav Svensson? <laughs> um, <laughs> scored a goal. Scored a very nice. You know, Svensson came in today... He has to adapt his game. You always have to adapt your game playing alongside somebody, whether you're a central defender or a central midfield player, even a striker, you play two up front, based on how they play, right? So Ozzy comes back in. He's got a great presence on the field. Svensson has to adapt his game to make sure he still can contribute in a really positive way, but he has to make sure he adapts and plays a little bit differently maybe to Ozzy as he would against someone like a Roldan. He can be that father figure, that experienced hand. But you've got Aussie, so he has to kind of compliment him there. Scored a great goal, obviously, from 20, 25 yards out at a time the Sounders needed it. We talk about the goals that players and teams need. Sometimes it's off the backside. Sometimes it's a 25-yard you know, top corner rocket. And he brought that. He got the goal. He got the team going. Got the second one uh, shortly thereafter. But uh, for me, it was him. And, and it wasn't just the goal. It wasn't just his presence in the middle of the field. But his, his energy to get into balls towards the very end of the game, you could see it close to the bench he was intercepting balls making tackles you know breaking up plays so minnesota couldn't get another attack going and for me it was him for his all-round play on the field today yeah it's it, it's wonderful when you have a player like uh gustav svensson who goes to the carpet to to pick off a pass yep. in stoppage time and because that is contagious and then that becomes your your mindset for your team as the season goes on. So I would add to that list, Christian rolled on certainly the two assists, the ground he covered, uh, the uh, opportunities he created on the defensive side. Chad Marshall always does a great job. I, we could list uh, Chad Marshall and, and uh, Stephen Fry, I thought had to come up with some tricky saves, some little hops right in front of them and uh, did a good job coming out and getting big on a couple occasions. So, but I, you know, you were right. Spencer got the goal. It was not the game winner because it ended up needing right. a second goal. Will, Will Bruin got that one, but but Spencer was complete for the 90 minutes. 
I'd have to go that with that one uh, as well. What do you think, Jackson? Yeah, you know, some great reasoning by Danny. I mean, not only on the offensive end by Swenson, but also, as you mentioned, in that last 30 minutes where things were getting nerve-wracking. And, you know, it felt Minnesota got that one, and then it felt for the next 10 minutes and then even longer like a second was coming. And they nearly had it. Stefan Fry came up huge P, as you were mentioning, in that last 30 minutes. Uh, Danny, I'm going to start with you. I, I like Gustav Svensson, so your Budweiser Man of the Match is Gustav Svensson. Fans can vote for the Budweiser Man of the Match until the final whistle every match on the official Sounders FC app, Danny. But also add as well, you know, we talked about it when the team wasn't doing great over the last couple of weeks, and, and how were they going to change things, and how Brian had to lean on his experienced players, right, Pete? As your coach, when your team's doing badly, whether it's inside a game or whether it's over the course of a few games, you lean on your experienced players. You know what they can bring to the field. You need them to bring that type of play and that level of play uh, to the frame when you need it. And Brian will be especially pleased, in my opinion, when he sees a player like, to your point, going on the deck, winning that tackle, breaking up the play from a guy like Gustav Svensson. And it is contagious, especially for the guys, the younger guys. When you want to try and instruct and guide a player like Nuhu about playing both sides of the ball, making sure when you go forward you get back. Gustav Svensson is a good example for him. And for Brian Schmetz, to that, for that tackle and some of those tackles towards the very end of the game happening right in front of the bench, that's, that's something that Brian Schmetz would love. He loves, he loves having those types of players on the field that can do those things, that dirty work that needs to be done to get those games. <laughs> the yeoman's work, you're right. Uh, and we didn't hear uh, Brian's comments after the game in the presser, but we could see him. And he looked pleased. And you could tell that with he has a good rapport with the uh, the reporters who asked the questions. He's always addressing them back and forth by name. But you could see that the banter back and forth between the question and his answers came with a, a pretty upbeat face. The face I saw yesterday was not so not, not exactly <laughs> A little like relief, a, right? A little, a little bit of relief. A little bit of, relief, exactly. a little bit of anxiety coming yeah. into the game. We talked about it in, in yeah. pregame was... This is kind of a banana skin game, right? You have a Minnesota team that's conceded 18 straight games. They've conceded a bunch of goals last year. Same thing this year. You know, they conceded three goals last week in the Pacific Northwest against Portland. And if you don't go ahead and score a goal and you lose 1-0, the third 1-0 loss at home, then, you know, then you're really looking in the mirror and thinking, okay, what do we have to do? Thank, thank goodness they scored three goals. They got the win, got the three points. Minnesota United played seven games this year so far, and they've given up three in four of them. This is a team that gives up a lot of goals. Coming into this one, 12 goals given up, which is second most in MLS. I don't know where that number stands right now. We'll have to go look at the stat charts. I have to imagine they're still somewhere high on that list uh, as well. So Minnesota, that uh, that streak in the 70, I think 70 goals given up last year. So this is a team definitely that you can score against. Uh, guys, why don't we look around MLS and see what happened around the league this weekend. Uh, going back to Friday, had Sporting Kansas City beat Vancouver 6-0. An absolute demolition of Vancouver in that one. It also featured two red cards for Vancouver in the first half. So that became 11 on 9 in the second half. And at that point, that's just not even soccer. Uh, looking ahead to Saturday's game, Saturday's games, uh, Houston beating Toronto FC 5-1. to one. TFC having a, some struggles this season. They have to, of course, play also knowing that they, they have a lineup to, to figure in for CONCACAF. They're in the Champions League final, but still Toronto a difficult start to 2018 after winning MLS Cup last year. Chicago over New York Red Bulls, 2-1. Uh, New England Revolution and Columbus Crew equal at 2 yesterday. Orlando City SC over San Jose Earthquakes, 3-2. 
FC Dallas beats Philadelphia 2-0. Real Salt Lake over Colorado 3-0. Atlanta FC over LA Galaxy 2-0. And then looking at uh, today, Portland Timbers uh, are facing New York City FC right now. That's in the 21st minute. No score. And then the last score of the weekend, which takes us to our looking ahead for the Sounders, LAFC beat Montreal yesterday 5-3. A very, very high-scoring game there. So now it's time to look at what's next for the Seattle Sounders, brought to you by Bill Corms, Puyallup, Nissan, easy like a Sunday morning so it will be next week against LAFC it's on the road in LA it's LA's home opener Pete what do you think that's going to be like you talked about how you tried to get tickets for a friend of yours for LAFC none available that's going to be a crazy atmosphere down there in LA yes and I went to the top I went to Thornton who's our <laughs> general manager and uh, nothing so uh, yeah it the energy this game has a lot of emotion to it and so the energy that will come with that with that game, Seattle will have to weather the first 15, 20 minutes of adrenaline. Uh, the crowd will be, they were terrific when they were here. They traveled very well. There's great hype about this LAFC team, the ownership, uh, the players they brought in, Vila uh, up front, that Rossi got the goal against Seattle. They're talented. They're yeah. young and talented. And, uh, and so it's not going to be an easy game. Now, having said that, Tyler Miller, former Sounder, has been shelled in goal a few yeah. times. Uh, and so he's had a, a difficult experience. So he might be a bit shaky. So you got to put him under some pressure right away. But the energy that that game will produce uh, at L.A. as the home opener for this franchise uh, is going to have to be weathered by Seattle. They're going to have to be. This is where Aussie will uh, Spencer, yeah. Yeah. Marshall. Torres, Fry, all of those, you know, back, the middle of the back four, right, and, and the goalkeeper, those guys are going to have to make sure that they shut things down. And things have to be a little bit tightened up on the outside with Nuhu. He's going to have to make sure yep. that he's not giving up anything as well. Uh, you know, we look at yesterday's game in, in the FA Cup semifinal. Man United beating Tottenham Hotspur 2-1. The first 20 minutes, it was an onslaught by Tottenham. But again, Man United, with the experienced players they had, the experienced coach Mourinho, were able to weather that storm, yeah, yeah. reconfigure themselves in that last part of the first half, get sorted in the second half, and they came out and really dominated and controlled the game. That's the type of, as you said, the leaning on those experienced players to kind of game management, time management, take the sting out of the game. You know they're going to be coming at you flying in the first 15, 20 minutes. You have to absorb that and then try to figure out how you hit them on the counter. Does a Buwana come in because he is your outlet? You absorb pressure, you get him staying out wide and maybe you knock it. And it shows that confidence. I mean, you know, against Montreal, by all accounts, played a 3-4-3. Fail Harbour playing in the middle of the field. He's a playmaker. He's playing one of the, the two central holding players. I mean, they have a lot of offensive power. They have 26 shots yesterday, 18 on target, <laughs> playing away in Montreal. Oh, I mean, that is, that is, that is, that is good going. <laughs> that's good going. <laughs> and you got to think, and that's, again, you can't just you know, rely on one game and the stats. And, you know, the stats are one thing. The game says another story. But... You know, they, they were 3-1 down. They scored four on the bounce to win 5-3. They've scored a lot of goals. They've also, you know, given up a lot of goals. So they can give it up on, on both sides of the field. It's going to be an interesting tactical play from Brian Harris. Sets his team up. He's got a week to kind of figure it out. But, again, I think it all relies, as you said, Pete, experienced players. You've got to lean on some of these guys to really kind of manage it once they cross that white line. Here's this week fitness for Aussie, fitness for Clint Dempsey to yeah. get closer to match fitness. Yeah. They'll put in good shifts in training to up that so that they can up their minutes. Aussie, I would expect, would want to go 90 minutes in this next one. Clint, I would expect, would want to start this next one. And, of course, that's Brian's decision. Players right. don't get to pick the lineup, but their fitness will, will be addressed this week. 
to try to get it even stronger. I mean, Alan Hinton, again, we were in, 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 the, in the press box and we were talking about kind of subs that happened today and the game allowed the subs to happen yes. in, in, in a yeah. kind of strategic, tactical way. 60 minutes, you know, Dempsey goes on at 60 minutes on the dot, 75 minutes on the dot, Aussie comes off, you know, when we get a sub and Icrim goes onto the field. Against an LAFC, this is a, you can't have these tactical, strategic subs, right? This was a good game to have where you play against a team that didn't execute on chances they had to put put us under pressure and score more goals. It allowed us to make those tactical changes, being 2-1 up. Uh, so, yeah, no, next week's going to be a whole different thing, and I agree. You've got to get some of these guys in a position where they can play 90 if they can because the speed of the game next week and the tempo of the game is going to be much higher than it was today. And getting guys to play 90, getting guys also just on the field. Victor Rodriguez, we see him on the bench today. He doesn't appear, but it, it, well, he's looking good in training. He's getting very close. If, if Whether he starts or whether he comes on, in, which would be the latter, probably the likely case, getting him back in that attack, very important. Waylon Francis, we talked about Nuhu being Danny. You talked, he was your player to watch as, as an important game. Uh, Waylon Francis, I mean, we were, we, were, we were looking at our watch. I always made the joke. We were looking at our watches waiting for Victor to get back. Now I'm looking at my watch waiting for Waylon Francis to get back. Well, I think, you know, m my play to watch was Nuhu for the reason of the fact, you know, the second goal, we saw what happened, and, and you know, certainly everybody could see the, you know, him basically just giving up on the play, and I think Stefan Fry's response was probably indicative of what the response was in the dressing room afterwards. Not good enough. Uh, Brian mentioned it. it was a learning lesson for the kid. You know, we talk about coaching Certain areas of the game is about coaching. You know, do you push forward, winning 2-1, left back, smacking into the in the stands from 25 yards, and then ambling back? That's not good enough. It has to be taught. You know, is it character? Is it is it tactics? Whatever it might be. But yes, Waylon Francis is a more experienced player. Can he come and step in? I think Alex Roldan's had a couple of really good games. He's certainly played well. It's great minutes for him in his young career. But Dempsey more likely will slide in there. I could see Svensson and Ozzy maintaining their position defensive, uh, defensive mid. And I would keep Christian Roldan up there. I think you've got to have some outlet. You've got to have a third man running. You've got to have a guy that's going to get past Bruin in a game like uh, next week where you're going to be under pressure for good spells of the game. So, you know, I think the, the lineup's going to set itself up. But to your point, I think Rodriguez gets another week of practice, gets some more you know, uh, fitness under his belt, and he comes on for 15, 20 minutes if they need him. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and, and it is unfortunate that Alex may come out because, it is unfortunate. It, because Brian Schmetzer may have to go to him and say, hey, i got to go with experienced guys on this one because the, the occasion of this game might require a different mindset and more experience. But, but the good news, the really good news is that they now have about 13, 14 guys, 15 guys maybe, that can come in and contribute. And, and when they need a goal, you can look at the bench and say, okay, there's guys that can come in and help out. And, and you know, I would just say Schmetz is going to be pleased and proud that he gets a young kid from the draft, puts him on the field, he does well. And Pete, you mean, you know, you coached him for a number of years at CLU. You've got to be super proud to see a kid like that yeah. go on and play well, play within himself. Don't try to do too much. I mean, that's the... You know, that's, that's the problem young kids have. They try to do too much. They try to get on the field and try to impress with everything they try to do. Sometimes you just need to set, settle in and look like you belong. And he does. He does look like he belongs. Yeah. Even everything from the clap when he's walking off the field. Yep. Uh, he was at our game last night, and he's he really is not overwhelmed by this. It helps when your brother's, you've been watching your brother for yeah. three years prior doing this. So uh, I'm, I'm really pleased for our program at Seattle U, and I think there's a few more guys coming. Jamie Clark at the UW is producing MLS players. We now have one. We've got one in Toronto. We've got a few in the USL uh, as well. So, yeah, it's fun. It's been it's been really good for our university, and it really makes our players, uh, just as Buona at, at Washington, they're looking at that guy saying, hey, i got to work harder. 
because I want to go play for my local team. It's a nice story. I, I read an article last year uh, after after Atlanta United opened up their stadium that said, oh, Atlanta is, is soccer soccer town USA because look at the crowd here. Well, look at what Seattle University, your program's doing, Pete. Look at what UW's doing. Seattle Sounders, back-to-back -back MLS Cups, and they get the win today. This is this is Soccer City USA. This is this is Soccer City Seattle. Amen, right brother. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> It'll be yeah. fun next week. Pete yeah. Fewing, Danny Jackson, you guys make my job very easy. Thanks for being Thank here you. today. Uh, all right, it will be next Sunday, 6 p.m. is the kickoff Pacific time in L.A. against LAFC, Vela, Rossi, uh, Simon, a great LAFC team there on the road. will be a tough task for the Sounders. We'll be on pregame. 5.30 will be the start of pregame here on Sports Radio 950 KGR. Kickoff right around 6 o'clock with Matt Johnson. That'll do it for today's match. Seattle Sounders take down Minnesota United 3-1 for their first victory of the year, sitting at 1-3-1 and on the year. Guys coming back from injury. Uh, no red cards today. The very good news. So a lot of guys to choose from against LAFC. Everything is trending well. You'll be able to hear me again Sounders Weekly Tuesday at 7 p.m. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. We're your new home for Sounders FC. You'll be able to hear Sounders Weekly Tuesday at 7. So you'll hear from Garth Lagerway. You'll hear from the player. We'll have tons of more match breakdown from this one. But the Sounders are in the win column. It is a win, 3-1 over Minnesota United. Thanks for listening. For Pete Fewing, Danny Jackson, and Nate Nelson back in the studio, my name is Jackson Feltz. Sounders win, Sounders win. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile and Ashoka want to empower the next generation of changemakers with the T-Mobile Changemaker Challenge and are seeking ideas from visionary youth who want to improve their